No, we'll, we'll keep it short this morning, and um, just I do want to jump into this series and just kind of give us the intro and lay the groundwork as we begin this new series called Redeeming Love, and we talk through the book of Ruth. And the book of Ruth begins with this statement, in the days when judges ruled. And, and so the book does a couple of things for us. One, it is connecting the beginning of the Bible, the book of the law, the book of the law, um, with the kings. And, and kind of showing us how David becomes king. That's kind of how the book ends. But what it does before walking through the genealogy of David is really important because it gives us this question. And the question is, is how is God, there we go, how is God involved in the day-to-day -day joys and hardships of life? How does God enter into our world on a day-to-day -day basis? And I think that's the most important question this book addresses, especially for us. Because the genealogy thing is not super, super important to us, but I think this question is. And so the book centers around a lady named Naomi. And Naomi has a husband named Elimelech, and they have two children, two sons. Their names Malon and Kilion. And they live in Bethlehem. And during this time, there is a severe famine. And it's kind of ironic because the name Bethlehem in Hebrew actually means house of bread. And so they are living through this famine. And they make this decision as a family that they're going to move to Moab. And Moab is one of Israel's ancient enemies. And so they make this transition. And when they get to Moab, and everything seems to be going okay, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, dies. And so now she's left with her two sons. And her sons marry Moabite women, one named Ruth, and the, one, the other named Orpah. And after several years, both of her sons die as well. And now this is her family tree that is left. She is a widow living in a foreign land. And she's left everything that she has. Think about this for just a second. She's left her home in Bethlehem. Go forward there. Thank you. I don't have that in my notes. Um, leaves everything she knows. She moves to Moab, Israel's enemy. Husband dies. Son marries Moabite, sons marry Moabite, and then her sons die. Does this sound like any other story through Scripture? She loses a lot of her family, a lot of her life, really, really quickly. It sounds a lot like Job, doesn't it? As she loses so much of her life. And the question has to come to our mind, where was God? Where was God in the midst of the pain and the heartache 
loss and the unspeakable circumstances that Naomi is living through. And that's, that's a difficult question when we're dealing with loss of this magnitude. But I think the question is so relevant today in our world as we look at events like Uvalde. We ask the question, where was, where was God? Or Buffalo? Or in the lives of children who were just rescued out of sex trafficking rings in West Texas? Where was God in the hurt and the pain and the heartache? And if God is God and He is all-powerful and all-knowing, can He not step down into this world and make things right? You know, Jesus said that our job is to help bring heaven to earth, but it seems like so often as a humanity, we're a much better at bringing hell to earth than heaven. And yet, as the people of God, our calling is to step into the darkness of this broken world and to be the light of Jesus. And the hope that the world would see what God is like through our lives. That they would have a picture of what God looks like as He shows up in this world. Because the story continues on with, with to what I'm sure for Naomi seems like an incredible struggle. Verse 6, it says, When Naomi heard in Moab, so they've left Bethlehem, moved to Moab, lost everything that she had. When she heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of His people by providing food for them. So she's left everything because she felt like there was nothing for her there, nothing for her family. Leaves all that she knows, moves to a distant country, and then she hears word that God is now taking care of His people in Bethlehem. And so it brings that question How is God involved in the day-to-day joys and hardships of life? How is God involved? Because I'm sure for Naomi, it feels like she is forgotten by God. Almost as if she has been abandoned, that God has forgotten about her. And I wonder, have you ever been through a time like that in your life where you were questioning and wondering, where is God at? God, I need you to show up in my life. And it seems like there's so much pain and so much heartache and so much difficulty, and yet I feel like you're absent. And when I move to the place where I feel like you are, then I find out that you're at work somewhere else where I used to be. And for some reason, as people of faith will say, well, that looks like a lack of faith. 
But I would say it's just the opposite. Because we, we think of faith as this absence of doubt. But faith is not an absence of doubt. Faith is trust in spite of the doubt. It's that we believe in the promises, in the blessing of God, enough to say that regardless of what our circumstances look like, we're going to continue moving forward no matter what. In our marriage that might be struggling, that might be hanging on by three, we're going to cling to God's promise that He's going to take care of us, and we're going to keep moving forward day after day. When we go through the difficulty of a job loss or losing a loved one, and we're questioning, God, where are you? We're going to have the faith to keep moving forward day after day. And see, what Naomi doesn't understand is that somehow in all of this mess, God is still working. God is still right there in the middle of it, even though she can't understand and can't see. Because what she's going to start saying through the rest of this book is God has brought this on me. God has made my life difficult. God has abandoned me. But what we're going to find through this short book is it's not that God is not there. We're going to find God there in the midst of the difficulty, the pain, and the heartache. Providing for His people. Loving them. And taking care of them but taking care of her in ways that she could never imagine God showing up. Because she tries to convince her daughter-in-laws, go, I'm going home and you're just going to stay here. But they in turn convince her, no, we're going with you. We're going to go back with your people. And she says, no, 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 you can't do that. You need to go and find a husband for yourself here in Moab. Moab, I'm going to leave. And Orpah says, okay, fine, I'm going to allow you to go. But then I want you to listen to these words in verse 16 by Ruth. She says, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where I go or where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And your God, my God. Next. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. It's in this incredible selfless act of love, her daughter-in-law, the only one she still has this deep connection with because she's already let one go, says, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to hang with you no matter what. And, and it brings this question, what, what if the way that God provides for us, what if the way God shows up in our life in the most unexpected ways is through the people that we encounter every day? What if God strategically 
places people in your life for specific moments in time. To get you through certain seasons. That God is somehow orchestrating, God is somehow working all of these things for your good because He loves you and because He is caring for you. And so Naomi and Ruth begin this journey home. And as they arrive back in Bethlehem, everyone recognizes her. They realize who this is, and they ask the question, can this be Naomi? And then in verse 20, it says, don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. And then listen to these words. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. I went away full. Did, did she go away full? She went away hungry. But she had her family. She had her husband. She had her sons. I went away full. But who has brought me back? The Lord has brought me back empty. And we can look at that and say, man, that's, that, that's this incredible lack of faith. But what I know about Naomi is what I know about you. Is somehow, in spite of the hardships, in spite of the difficulties, in spite of the uncertainty, she kept moving forward. See, here's the thing. You have survived every bad day you have ever had. And God has brought you to this point. And you can look back on your life and see all of the ways God has been faithful through the pain and the hardships and the difficulties and the unbearable circumstances. He's been there. And he's been faithful. And that gives us hope that the God who was faithful yesterday and today will still be there tomorrow. That he will care for you and he will provide for you. And so as we jump into this series, this is the question we're going to wrestle with. How is God involved in the day-to-day -day joys and hardships of our life? Father, today we thank you so much for your graciousness and love. And Father, we thank you that you continue to show up when we question and when we doubt. 
proving yourself to be faithful. And Father, today we thank you for the courage and the strength that you give us to continue on, to put one foot in front of the other, to keep getting out of bed. And Father, it is our hope that as your people, we will be a light in a world of darkness, a world that is full of decay, that is falling apart, that we would bring the hope of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.